This is 94.1 K-Slug, Humboldt's new rock. Miles here on the phone with Cake frontman John McRae. They're doing a sold-out show on Thursday night at Humboldt State in Arcata, as well as shows on Friday in Reading and on Saturday in Jacksonville, Oregon. Thanks for coming on again, John. Thanks for having me. Third time's the charm. So uh, whenever I saw you guys last, it was at Bottle Rock in Napa Valley, and that was a really fun crowd and a great show. What's been going on for you guys since that festival in May? Just playing some festivals mostly this summer um, here and there. We, we, we've, um, you know, we're, we're, we're supposed to be working on uh, another album here pretty soon. I've been working on songwriting, and, uh, and, and pretty soon here I'll, I'll be taking some songs to the band, and uh, we'll start working on them as a, as a band. Have you tried any of the new stuff live yet? No, you know, but my thought was... Maybe we should just make an album and only play it live and not record it. That would be awesome. Right? If Beck can do an album where he just writes sheet music, you guys can do that. Yeah, it seems like, well, why why bother spending two years in the studio if you can just go out there and play it live? I like that. It was a great show at Bottle Rock in Napa Valley, and it sounds like you guys have been having some fun this summer. But also, uh, you said that you guys have a vinyl box set coming out in November, an eight-album vinyl box set. Can you tell me a little bit about that? We had always fought to release vinyl, um, uh, and sometimes we lost the battle with the you know various labels that we've been on. Said, well, there's nobody that wants vinyl, and we would always respond, well, we want vinyl. <laughs> Um, but, um, we, you know, there's a, a few of our albums got released on vinyl and so, and those went, you know, those, you know, got sold out and, and, and became unavailable. And so we just thought we would like to go ahead and, and, and give all of our re- records a chance to, to, to exist on that format. So, yeah, it was just, you know, this is, it's not a big deal, but, um, but to us it is. So, um, we're excited to, to be able to listen to our own albums, some of them that we never heard on vinyl before. So yeah, you've got the whole discography and uh, your Live at Crystal Palace record, and uh, I'm very excited. So John, are you of the persuasion that you know vinyl sounds better, better quality, better timbre? Is that your mindset? Well, it's a subjective thing, and it's a matter of taste. And I also think it's a matter of genre. Um, there are some uh, kinds of music uh, that are structured in a way... Um, where it sounds just as good, um, you know, digitally um, as it does analog. Um, uh, really, I mean, where the there's no, there's really very little difference. I think in like with rock music though, where there's a lot more, like there's a lot of sort of noise and slop that holds the whole thing together sometimes, and and digital um, um, uh, presentation sort of. Cut, makes a decision to cut a lot of that noise out, and so it can sound almost too spare and too sort of um, icy. Um, like especially bands like Rolling Stones, or mm-hmm. um, that where where it's like a bunch of noise sort of holding like like glue holding all the different parts together. Um, yeah. So that that's my opinion, and I think it's it's you know it's also very subjective. Some people like all the clarity and all the, um, you know, sort of crystalline perfection of, of digital um, uh, sound. So that's, and I think it works better just for the record. I think it works better with hip hop and, and, you know, d- 
digitally uh, sort of music that's digitally produced in the first place. Definitely. Well, John, I heard about a 2014 PBS concert special also in the works for Cake. Uh, how did you get involved with that? You know, people have been sort of hassling us for years to do more video stuff, and there had been some PBS talk for a while, and I kept saying no, and finally they just wore me down, and um, I said, okay, we'll try it. So we're, you know, we, we did... um we filmed a couple of nights in Folsom, California, and um, and uh, you know I think it it may have turned out pretty well, and uh, you know we'll see how it goes. I just wanted to keep our live performance as a thing that's in the moment, as opposed to this thing that can be owned and um, you know traded, and you know I thought that maybe it would be good to keep it in a, the sort of fleeting element of 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 the now and certainly there's lots of footage of us and you know it's already cats out of the bag so i just said whatever nice well reluctantly it's going to happen and we'll we'll definitely not reluctantly see it i'm very excited for it does that have a title yet no no uh maybe you can help us <laughs> well i'll try to think of something live in Folsom, california it's that we didn't play the prison but uh, it's the same town as the prison oh the good johnny cash reference yeah you write songs to me that sound like they're very much inspired by the unadulterated human experience. They can be funny, sad, you know, they can come from a place of frustration sometimes. When it comes to your more satirical work, though, uh, where would you say, you know, your ironic sort of sense of humor comes from? What sort of inspirations does that come from? Well, I think it comes from the mixture of sadness and um, and humor. You know, it's... Uh, um, it's you know I think irony is a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. and I I think a lot of the stuff of ours that people think is ironic is actually not. It's actually it's actually there's it's it's um it's more descriptive, and within the description are elements of sadness and elements of humor, um, but they're not necessarily even mixed together. They're mm-hmm. just sort of coexisting within the same song. Right. Um, so so it's, so technically it's not really. Um, it's uh, it, what I would define as ironic. So, um, yeah. So I think that. But again, you know, when when something is ironic, it's. I mean, I think it's more a coping mechanism for people than anything else. It's sort of dealing with your, you know, the disappointment of human life. And uh, yeah, I've heard that about sarcasm too. Yeah, trying to empower yourself in your in your disempowerment. I mean, I don't know if it's a stretch, though. I, I kind of was going here. Do you have comedians out there that you that you dig, that you like watching their stand-up? Yeah, I'm, well, of course, um, I'm a big fan of uh, Louis C.K. And nice. uh, I, I, a friend of mine is, um, I think, also really great, um, Eugene Merman. Oh, yeah, definitely. He and I try to come see each other when we can. And he's, he's actually been on tour with us. Yeah, I think he does a voice in Bob's Burgers. He was born in Russia, right? He was. He was very good. Nice. For those of you just tuning in, this is 94.1 K-Slug, Humboldt's new rock. Miles here on the phone with Cake frontman John McRae. They're doing a sold-out show on Thursday night at Humboldt State in Arcata. Now, John, um, I think Cake is sometimes misunderstood by folks that have only heard, say, The Distance and Short Skirt Long Jacket. I mean, I'm sure you don't want to, but in the cases where you do have to, how do you describe the band's sort of mission to people that haven't been able to enjoy your discography? Well, how do I describe our mission? Um, you know, our, our, I think our mission is, is um, 
you know, it's, it's mostly musical. It's not cultural as much. Mm-hmm. And I think there are a lot of bands that put a lot more energy into uh, creating a cultural uh, uh, mission. Um, like a stance or a position? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, we have our, you know, various political views or whatever, but I think culturally there's not a certain way that you have to dress, for instance, uh, with our music. Um, I think that's partly why we've been allowed to survive for so long, uh, because we, you know, inevitably each sort of subcultural movement has to be flushed down the toilet. And when that happens, um, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of perfectly good music gets flushed down as well. And because we've sort of been more on the outside of things um, and not really making a, a, a strong cultural stance, I think we've been allowed to, to, to exist longer than a lot of our, our contemporaries. Um, um, so yeah, so there's that, and I, and I, you know, that would be my main point about our mission is that it's it's mostly just uh, in the moment, sort of, um, you know, solving musical uh, um, problems and 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 you know, creating musical solutions rather, um, um, and and you know, I, I guess the the band as a, as a whole is you know, I think really interested in a lot of different kinds of music. And um, because we're not cultural, I think we get to enjoy a lot of different kinds of music. And we, I think our, our sound is uh, influenced by a lot of different, uh, different things. And that's, that's probably our, our mission, is, is taking melodies and, 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 and using all kinds of different genre tools to, to present those melodies. You mentioned uh, these wide varieties of influences, and you've done some live collaborative stuff with Ben Folds. Yeah, yeah, I've I've worked with Ben Folds. I've worked with uh, Tom Zay from Brazil. Um, I've hung out a bit with Buck Owens. Um, may he rest in peace. Um, yeah, no, I I uh, you know I uh, a big fan of uh, of the Leuven Brothers. Uh, we we toured with Charlie Leuven. We've toured with um, with the Flaming Lips and Modest Mouse and the Hackensaw Boys and. De La Soul, and um, who else we toured with? Uh, the Detroit Cobras. De La Soul. You know, you know what I think of whenever I hear that is uh, I can just kind of picture you maybe one day getting a email or you know speaking with your manager and having him say like, "Will you do some guest vocals on a hip hop song?" Like, how would you feel about that? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I would <laughs> feel like it could be uh, could be a really bad thing or it could be a really good thing. Right. You know, it's a. Uh, it would be uh it'd certainly be taking a big risk I, I i you know i wouldn't mind trying it as long as i could throw it away if i didn't like it there you go i like that so is there anybody specifically out there that you would really want to do guest vocals for um you know i've i've done guest vocals for um for a band called kinky a mexican band mm-hmm. um uh who you should check out and there's a i think i'm on the a, a song of theirs called the headphonist and I don't know, you know, why they wanted me on there, but that's that's actually the closest thing to doing a guest vocal on a hip hop song that I've that I've come. Right, but I mean, in any genre, I suppose, uh, you know, if you could have it your way, anybody in the world, who would you want to feature with? Anybody dead or alive? Oh, dead or alive, let's do that. Yeah, I mean, I would I would love to have been able to do something with uh, Hank Williams Senior. Um, um, in his 
in his prime or um uh, I would love to have maybe had the opportunity of writing writing with, you know, uh Harold Arlen or Irving Berlin or Cole Porter, one of those, you know, Tin Pan Alley songwriters. I would love to see how that works. Um um I'm mostly interested in songwriters, I guess. You know, not so much performance, but the the sort of formative process of of creating melodies and words. Telling stories with uh, some audio embellishments, just like Cake does. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, most, I guess most of the people that I guess what I'd be most thrilled with with working with are dead. Um, but there are certainly some people that are still alive that I I would like to work with some more. I I did work I did write a song with Tom Zay that hasn't been released yet um and uh I'd like to work with him some more. I think he's a genius. Very nice. So earlier you mentioned the uh, follow-up to Showroom of Compassion, possibly, you know, you just were kind of quickly saying it, but you know, possibly doing it as something where you only play these new songs live. What sort of a uh, lyrical inspiration, you know, do you have going on right now with these new songs that you say that you're you've been writing this summer? It's mostly about daily life and I sort of take notes and um, you know, jot down things that I find disturbing or inspiring. Um and you know, eventually enough of that builds up and I you know, I I, I get down there with my acoustic guitar and, and, and try to put some of it to music. Um so that's my process. I just sort of I take notes the the whole time, mm-hmm. and um, and then some of it ends up being sort of you know musical, and I I try to try to figure out what's musical and what's not. I mean, it's hard to put a release date on on something that you don't release that you just tour. But uh, you know, yeah. when are you looking at you know to be finished with this LP? However, yeah. it may be. Presented? It seems like we've already decided that we're not going to record it on this uh, interview. Um, <laughs> right. I think maybe other members of my band might disagree with this right. idea, but I I like it. Um, <laughs> it's uh, you know I think that um, as soon as I can stop touring a bit, um, I'll you know I don't write on tour. I can't write in a hotel room at two in the morning. I'm too tired. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so I so I have to be home for a while, and I haven't been home for um, you know sustained periods of time. Um, and I think after you know um, August, um, I'm going to be there's going to be a lot more time spent at home, and the weather's going to start to get a little cooler, and I'll start to you know um, get into that mood of of uh, writing songs. It, it'll be like a year or so before we we, may, we have a new album. Awesome, and of course you'll probably uh, hit that solar powered studio again. Yeah, yeah, we I'd like to do it there if we do record it. Very nice. Is there anything else you want me to mention, John? It's it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, well, it's a pleasure to talk to you, Miles. Um, I'm you know I think I'm good. Um, there's a, there is another project I've been working on is. Um, Getting uh, artists, um, not just uh, musicians, but also um, uh, filmmakers and uh, you know photographers and um, cartoonists and uh, writers and people who make what is often called content, mm-hmm. um, getting them together uh, to form their own sort of online um, collective bargaining community where we can sort of um, have some sort of aggregated leverage against uh, corporations that are now the size of nation states that that distribute content so that's one thing we're working on and it's uh we've been having some meetings a lot of bands and uh writers and independent filmmakers um 
and it's called uh, Content Creators Coalition, and it's at contentcreatorscoalition.org if you're interested in that kind of thing. Contentcreatorscoalition.org. Okay, we'll yeah, have to check it out. It's not really a union, but it's um, but it's going to be sort of a collective voice for people who make stuff that gets um, monetized um, by huge companies like you know Google and Apple and whatever else. Definitely, we're protecting our art with that. Sounds like so. Yeah, we do need to. Like, there's just no reason why you know a band should have to, you know. Be expected to negotiate with a, with a corporation in the size of a country. Well, thank you again, John. This is 94.1 K-Slug, Humboldt's New Rock. Miles here wrapping up a chat with John McRae of Cake. They're doing a sold-out show on Thursday night at Humboldt State in Arcata, as well as shows on Friday in Reading and on Saturday in Jacksonville, Oregon. All the details are at cakemusic.com. And thank you again one more time, John. Thanks, Miles.